Hey, listener, there's a show I got to hit. It's a good one. Oh, that's my fault. I was too close. Uh, and we can come up with a better opening. Um, I thought it was uh, pretty good, actually. Well, you sing. You sing off the top. I'm not singing. No, that's you... your thing. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Come on, you're wasting time. Just sing. No. Oh, welcome to the show. It's a bloody good show. It's going to be fun. Uh, hello, everybody. G'day, friends. <laughs> your voice is so raspy. I'm a ra- I've been gravel groveling. What's it called? Gargling? Gargling pebbles. I gargle pedals. Pedals? <laughs> It's been a long show, but nevertheless, a successful show in which many people wish to advertise. And we've let some of them on the show. Maybe they're not real ads, but we won't say. Mm. Um, And we've also got some audio of a dancer who had something uh, wrong go wrong. Mm -hmm. That salsa will get you. Salsa (laughs) will get you at the back area. Hey guys, I had a very frightful situation back when I was a young man just trying to get out there mm. and drink a few beers and have a good time. I had a scare. Um, yeah, there was a, a rifle that was pointed in my face due oh. to an angry neighbour. Oh. Really made me think twice about Seldom living. that happens with a happy neighbour, but mm. still. <laughs> so Amelia's true. a late person, isn't she? Not always. Well, yeah. we discussed that on the air. We had an intervention, mate. That's how late well, you Well, if I'm late, you wear slippers <laughs> and you're lazy. Yeah. Oh, you wear slippers in public all the time. That was the next break and, up. and I do. <laughs> and, and, I'm pig, and I'm oh, a pig. And I'm a pig. I do no housework whatsoever. There's so, statistics to prove that um, men aren't pulling their weight, basically. And we chatted about it. You know what we Women should call this show? Women work eight days a week when you factor uh, it's pretty much giving the show away. We Just should get call a this show The Two Piggies and Mulcahy. 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 Amelia, James and Hazy. This is Weekend Breakfast. One, two, three, four, five. What, what, what is trending? Here's what's trending. Oh, my gosh. Do you guys watch Dancing with the Stars, Australia or US version? Not really. I no. can't say I have. Sometimes I, when I do, I watch, like, I enjoy it, though. I've got to say, I was proud when Bindi Irwin won, even though I didn't understand right. what that meant. Were you? Oh, I, you know, I was glad she was doing all right. Well, I believe there was an actual, an incident with Bindi Irwin where she... She un- she passed wind, basically. Was it Binny Irwin? Yeah, it wasn't Binny Irwin. This is a different girl. Her okay. name is okay. um, Lindsay Arnold. She's a professional dancer. Yeah. She was with a bloke by the name of David Ross, who plays for the Chicago Cubs. Okay, so picture this. Basically, um, they're, you know how they do the videos where they're training and they're rehearsing yep. the yeah. dancers? Yep. So he's flipped her up. Like uh, so, basically, so her bum is in his face. She split her legs. Sure. Standard dancing move. And That's what then, the young people do now. And then check this out. Cartwheel. <laughs> oh. Play that again. Play that again. I need that again. All right. So he's flipped her up. She yeah. split her legs, and then. Cartwheel. Listen to this. That was right in my microphone. David dropped me on my butt, and then my butt was mad at him. It was just payback. The sci-fi salsa got to me. (laughs) That salsa will get you. What did she say? The sci-fi salsa got to me. The what? <laughs> that salsa will get you. So, so that her butt was having vengeance because <laughs> yeah. she was dropped and then it was a salsa's. Take responsibility for farting in a her man's face. Oh, how embarrassing. Oh, my God. So there how you go. embarrassing. Would that be a seriously embarrassing situation? That's for not just guys, but I imagine females. Uh, girls that are very I think it would be proper. embarrassing, but for a certain type of person in a relationship, it would be a necessity. Yeah, but... Uh, People go for that. I'm so embarrassed yeah. for her. I don't know. Oh, anyway, let's move right along, oh, well, shall we? Oh, well, Sophie Monk, I don't know if everyone's seen this, she's the new Bachelorette. I think everyone's seen that. Why, just, we don't know who's been in a coma, Amelia. 
<laughs> We're helping them out. And she went on the project, I believe, and had a conversation about what sort of man she'd be interested in. A uh, deal breaker would be, yeah, someone cocky. I don't want that. But not really. Otherwise, I'd know what I'm looking for. I just want funny, someone that you can, like a best friend. What about single dads? Yeah, of course. Yeah, now we've actually got Sophie Monk here. And uh, Sophie, I want to know about some other men. What about a man without a job? Yeah, of course. Oh, that's pretty good. How about a man who is addicted to eating curly whirlies? Would you go yeah, with him? Yeah, of course. Oh, what about a man with the legs of a goat who lives in a magical world at the other end of a wardrobe? <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, there's nothing she <laughs> won't go for. Of course, Sophie. Keen as a bean. Sounds like she's very open to anything. Good on you, Sophie. But, like, Mark. the interesting thing is, is that producers of The Bachelorette actually throughout the rule book yeah. because they wanted to get Sophie Monk on that much and usually they obviously don't announce who the bachelorette or bachelor will be you right. find out you know really yeah. like on the show and I think she's also had the age the age bracket um, like widened she wants some sugar daddies no, well no I think she just wants it, the, the scope to be a little bigger perhaps mm, I don't so the I've, scope I, I like the fact though that they they've got to let people know it's her I mean is that because they assume people wouldn't want I to date totally, Sophie Monk I will totally watch because yeah. I know Sophie Monk's on there I'm gonna. Well, I've Hands got friends down. who are going to sign up because Sophie Monk is on there. They yeah. will not get through. They're deros. So they don't look the good. The only thing I will say though is, for Sophie Monk, don't you reckon you're just going to get weirdos applying like because it's her? Wouldn't you rather meet someone natural? Like I don't know. On I the don't show, know. It's not naturally. There's I don't not know nothing many, natural like, about the show. I don't know how many nice balanced bachelors are out there going. You know what? You know how I'm going to find true love legitimately is going on. Channel 10's celebrity dating show. Maybe. I don't know. Could happen. Could happen. Amelia, James and Hazy. This is Weekend Breakfast. Gosh, this, we, I don't know if people listening know this, but we are an incredibly successful show. Sure. People love us. They yeah. can't get enough. Sponsors really? specifically can't get enough of our clean, feel-good variety of fun. Look, it I attracts money. Really? We're tight and fluffy. Oh. That's what we are. We are the tightest, fluffiest <laughs> show on the air. <laughs> and people can't get enough, and we are inundated with offers of advertisements. But we can't take them all, because not all of them are up to scratch. We only endorse real, genuine, good products. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, we've actually had some offers for ads that we've had to turn down, but gosh, they've tried hard with their ads, and we thought we might give them a little play on the air. Do sales know about this? Here we go. Hazy, hit it. Hello. I'm Michael from Michael's Optics. We sell glasses there. You could probably see us on Paynham Road, but you maybe can't see us because you need glasses. But you'll certainly see us on the way out because Michael... Will fit you with the perfect lens. There's a good sandwich shop next door too. Make a day of it. Michael's Optics, Paynham Road, one four seven. Look out for the big glasses. You can never have enough cups. Come to Gary's Cup Shop and buy a cup. We're on Paynham Road. Hi, I'm here. I'm Brad here today. To I want you to buy my new brand, uh, meat flavored milk. It's my new product. Yeah, so you've got like chicken banana is a favorite one. Um, like bacon milk, which is kind of is, is tastes a little bit like ham milk because they've got ham and bacon, but it's obviously a bit different. Um, if you're not drinking meat flavored milk, then what are you even drinking milk for? <laughs> it's such a true point. If you're not drinking meat-flavoured milk, what are you even drinking milk for, Amelia? That's the most revolting thing I've ever heard. Well, we didn't give him proper advertising, but it's important. (laughs) 
that people know that product's out there. I wish old mate wouldn't be eating his sandwiches when he's talking about his glasses. <laughs> Hard did not to when there's a cracking sandwich shop next door. Top tier, and did you we, can see it too. Did we do a Pain and Road Blitz? <laughs> Gary's Cups is also from there too. <laughs> All the best shops are on Pain and Road, I'll have you know. Amelia, James and Hazy. This is Weekend Breakfast. In North Melbourne, there is a, uh, a cafe and there's a brewing company, right? There's a lot of coffee beans getting ground there, a lot of coffee smells. Oh, a neighbour has complained at no. the excessive smell of coffee. Now, I'd the, actually love to smell. I love the smell of coffee. I think it would coffee be positive. Beans. I actually think that's... A beautiful And you know what? If you love that, you could move to the neighbourhood that smells of coffee. But they've moved in and then they've started complaining. I would like to live in that place in the morning and then in the evening live near one of the breweries. (laughs) Wouldn't that be a perfect limit? I think perhaps early morning you might live near the brewery. That's not what this dude thinks. The one thing I do... (laughs) Sorry, continue. The one thing I do think is that maybe if you don't like, you know the fact that other businesses could impact on you. Don't mm. live in the city. Don't live in the city. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you say don't want to hear loud music at 10 o'clock at night, maybe don't move next to a pub that has a lot of live music. I'm just a crazy curveball throwing it out there. Live where you want. Guys, while we are talking about crazy neighbours, like this is a very placid story mm. considering what I went through when I was 21 years old. Mm. So um, this was about 10 years ago. And living uh, just with a few mates, and we had a bit of a house party on a Saturday, which started at midday. As you do, 21. As you do, 21. You drink as much booze as you can, responsibly, of course. Absolutely responsibly. Um, But there's no restrictions, I'm led to believe. You can make as much noise as you want from midday. Yeah, yeah, I think during the day it's fine. Yeah, exactly. So, which is what we were doing. We were playing backyard cricket. A few few beers deep, as you can imagine, guys getting a little bit rowdy. You know what it's like, James, don't you? Yeah, people really swinging for the fence at that point. Oh, absolutely. Anyway, about five o'clock, we're very noisy. I had a couple of neighbours that come out. They were were elderly, Mm -hmm. very elderly. Guy came swinging out and, bah, you guys are too noisy, I'm calling the cops. And I didn't do it, but maybe one or two of my mates were a little bit lippy at that stage. After oh, few, yeah, I'm sure, after it was, I'm sure it was a mate. And did the whole, call the cops, you know, there's no restrictions on a Saturday, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so this uh, escalated to the point where he came out again, hmm. this elderly chap, and um, ran up to the top of the fence, big fence. So I've uh, I've uh, jumped over the top just to peer what's going on, and he's pulled a rifle. Don't, oh, that's, not kidding! That's so scary. Oh my god, that's the scariest he means moment. Business. Oh, he, yeah, he meant business. That was the scariest moment to this date of yeah. my life. I saw, like, I can't describe it. I saw red. I felt red, and I literally jumped back from the fence and landed on my back. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was it was quite. So I guess disturbing. you turned off the music quick, smart. Uh, we all left. We left our own house. <laughs> anyway, and then we followed up. We, uh, we we had to call the cops. One of my mates called the cops. Oh, yeah. The tables turned at that point. Well, not really. The cops really just blew it off. I think they, you know, again, we'd had a few, fair few beers. I think the cops were like, wrong number, guys. Yeah. You know, you, you, you're trying to call Domino's. I did think. you confront the neighbor? We did. And her, uh, his daughter was there. He would have yeah. been about 30 years old. She came over the next day. Really normal person. Really approachable person. Yeah. You know what she said? She said, oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry about that. That wasn't a gun. That was a broomstick. Was it? Yeah. Was it? You think it was a broomstick? Oh, mate, come on. I could have had 50 <laughs> beers. I know what a gun looks like, all right? I mean, That's seriously. Great. That's the per- Just deny. Just flatly deny. Yeah, no, it was a broomstick. Yeah. Nah. I bet you'd much rather live next to a coffee roaster. Oh, in a heartbeat. <laughs> 
Amelia, James and Hazy. This is Weekend Breakfast. Leonardo DiCaprio is an interesting fellow, isn't sure he? Is. He's always in those movies, having having always been seen with the sensual starlets in the evening <laughs> and models. In That's terms what, of being a celebrity, he is mm. as big as it gets. Very big indeed. Uh, secondary to Nicolas Cage, in my mind, the finest actor of modern <laughs> times. But Leonardo DiCaprio, yes, he's a good one. And he likes to go out to the theatre. And he's gone to the theatre recently in a news story that's broken. He's gone late because he's a busy boy. He's tried to uh, use his tickets, which were front row, very expensive, fancy sort of thing. And instead, he's been relegated to the back. Ooh. Biggest movie star in the world after Nicolas good. Cage. Yeah, sent to the back. Now, hold on. Means he's normal. They're quite funny at the theatre. He's not normal. They that's, are a bit persnickety. It's happened to I me find. before, um, and I've gone to see something at the festival theatre. I think it was Cats, the musical, guys. Highbrow stuff there. Yeah. Um, tick off the bucket list. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I was late, and so I had to sit outside and watch it on a monitor. Well, while we are talking about people who are um, a little bit tardy, can I say that? Yeah. Amelia Mulcahy, you are the latest, like most tardy person I've ever met in my life. Tardy. Oh, you are constantly bit, late to everything that we organise. All of these little meetings that we have before we do the show, you're a good 10 to 15. Hey, like, why I'd is say that? 5 to 10. I'd say 5 oh, to 10. I'd say 7 to 12. No, I'm, 5 to 10. I've narrowed the gap. Have you? Yeah. I'd say 6 to 20. No, no. I'd say, no way I'd be more than mm, 20. Why so but late? look, why are you it, so would, late? it would be... It's hard to be on time. <laughs> no, um, it's not. We're always on time. Every single time. We're there on the dot. Hey, I was here before James this morning. No, I was here at 5am and then I went to the toilet because you were taking too long. Oh, did you? Yeah. Damn it. You know, I read an article. <laughs> I read an article that people who are consistently late, it means it's a it's a pure sign of arrogance. No, I'm not it's arrogant. It's not arrogant. They don't care about it's the people not, that are waiting for them. It's truly not arrogant. It's just I can't get myself together. Like this morning, I spent a solid five to ten minutes in front of the heater before I came <laughs> <Yeah>. to work. <laughs> and I really I probably should have been doing other things. Like I do appreciate honesty. Car. I like honesty when you say, well, I was like, oh, because I couldn't be bothered. It's not, yeah, it's not even that. It's not that. I just, I try. Like, trust me when I tell you I try. Every year, it's my New Year's resolution. Yeah, I want to be good. you've always got new reasons. I, look, I, for one, do think it is an arrogance thing to be good. Hey, late. it's but not. I say, no, I say that as a person who's constantly late. I want people to know. It's a power move. I'm not late. late. Now, but we do have an intervention for you, Amelia. Yeah, you need this. We've uh, we've got someone on the line who knows a thing or two about why you might be late every day. We are going to talk to Amelia, your boyfriend, Matt. Um, Matt, is it just us? What's going on? Like, Amelia is consistently late to everything that we try to organise. We feel like it could be a blatant disrespect to us. Is it just myself and James, or um, do you cop it as well? I think it's a blatant disrespect for me also then. No! <laughs> I try at least, though. At least, you, at, least you get, at least you get excuses. Well, the excuse we got today was that Amelia was standing in front of a heater for too long and lost track of time. Is that the sort of thing that would often happen? Did you witness the heater standing in front of? Yeah, that's the kind of rubbish I get served up to. <laughs> yeah, right. At least she's consistent. Exactly right. Okay, so join in on this intervention, Matt. Where, where do we possibly go from here? How do we make Amelia like somewhat on time? I'd suggest you do what I've done and just give up on all hope and try and move forward. Oh, that's <laughs> no good. What are, what are the worst things Amelia's been late to? Has she ever let you down in a big in a big way? Everything, anything, <laughs> everything. Oh, come on. To 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 try and start pinpointing uh, pinpointing any um. 
Are you getting a call Anyone now? Would just be unfair. So listen, that, that's how devoted he is <laughs> to whatever <laughs> he's on, doing at the time. Have we just busted you? Do you have two phones? <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that, was, uh, that was another phone ringing. Uh, listen to that. Like he's having an affair with a second phone and he's still on time. See? That's why I'm so on time. Well, look, James, at least we know that it's not just us. Hey, Matt, thanks for your time, mate. Best of luck in the future with getting to um, functions and events somewhat on time. Cheers, mate. Thanks, mate. James, oh, this this could be an issue. Where do we go from here? I don't know my good self. If anyone out there has anything they can tell us about how they've gotten less late over time, gosh, we'd love to hear from them. Amelia, James and Hazy. This is Weekend Breakfast. James and I have had an intervention mm. with our very own Amelia Mulcahy because she is always consistently late. It's infuriating. At least I'm consistent. Oh, Woody <laughs> teams try really hard to get consistency, and here I am. Yeah, but not like the Brisbane Lions. <laughs> All right, so we put the call out there. Um, some methods to help Amelia just be a little less tardy. To improve. Trying hard, guys. Uh, I've stolen your phone, Amelia, yep. and you got a message from Mummy. Oh, oh isn't that cute? Mummy. Mummy. Hi, Mum. She said, do what we always did. Uh, tell you you have to leave 30 minutes earlier than we really had to leave. So um, that's one method that clearly didn't work. Tom from Virginia, same, same sort of method. What do you reckon? Yeah, Amelia's mum stolen my thunder. I used to do this with my ex all the time. Just tell her everything started half an hour did before it, work? it did. <laughs> yeah, it used to until she caught on to the fact. And she'd be like, oh, you're just telling me, you know, I've got another half an hour. Exactly. And it made her even more casual than usual. <laughs> I've got to yeah, say, for and, then, and then when I told her the right time, she was like, "Nah, we, we can we can be another half an hour." And then yeah. we're always late. We can though. For a man from Virginia, you have a broad Australian accent, Tom. <laughs> I was expecting a deep southern. Oh God, Virginia's oh, Negro. Nice. Is it? Yes. <laughs> Sorry for the offence, Tom. Um, thank you no, for calling. We love you. Uh, absolute <laughs> pleasure to have you on the air, Tom. Oh, yeah. With a tardiness uh, notes to help Amelia improve herself. <laughs> Amelia, James and Hazy. This is Weekend Breakfast. In honour of Prince Philip's stellar career, we did hear earlier in the week that he has stepped down from royal duties. I think he's about 95, so that's fantastic. We thought he'd, we'd mention some of his uh, memorable quotes. He's doing so well for 95. Isn't he? Mm. He's up and about. And he's Seriously alive. inappropriate. God bless him. That's pretty good. He has said some outrageous things over the year. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and we've got some of his best quotes ever. Amelia, do you have one? What's your favourite one? Um, he was asked if he wanted to pat a koala in Australia in 1992, and he said, oh, no, I might catch some ghastly disease. You can imagine how he said ghastly. Ghastly. Ghastly disease. Ghastly. Mm, What's your favourite one, Hazy? Um, I love when he insulted probably one of the true blue kings of rock. <laughs> This is a long intro. Let me just get straight to it. It's Tom Jones. Yeah. Yes. Tom Jones. In 1969, he said, what do you gargle with? Pebbles? I don't know I that. He insulted you know, his songs as well. His, you know, listen to me. He's got quite a raspy voice. That's the air in Wales. Seriously, you don't offend Tom Jones. No, you wouldn't do that. I can't actually read out my favourite one because I've been told I'm not allowed to. Oh, great. That's great. So we but, discussed this off air. But, don't choose the ones no, that are... That's that are, not like you to pick something but, we can't I would say, say a very good one. When he was, uh, he was at a Bangladeshi youth club in 2002 and he saw a 14-year-old boy and he said, so who's on drugs here? He looks as if he's on drugs. I mean, outrageous. Good work, what, a, what a crazy character. Hey, speaking of poor taste, can we talk oh, about gee. your slippers, please, Look at James? That. Segway. Mm. Check them out. They, uh, I bought them from Kmart recently. They're about $14. I do and like I Kmart. love them. And I've worn them into the office. <laughs> yeah, you have. Because slippers on the job. 
Well, that's where it's at, cats. I'm I'm a wholehearted believer that slippers are purely for indoors. Mm. I don't want my slippers to get dirty because they're my clean feet shoes. What do you say to that? <laughs> there you go. There um, James is every feet I am, shoes. I am considering buying a second pair of slippers so I can wear one indoors and one outdoors. Oh, someone's killing Why it Why don't then. you just buy a pair of shoes? Oh, I have shoes, but let me tell you, the slipper, the comfort that they bring helps me bring greatness to the people of Adelaide on this radio okay. show. Grow up, Peter Pan, for goodness sake. Um, no, I stand by. I, when I was in my single days, I would go clubbing occasionally in slippers and People were interested. And did you ever sit there and be like, wow, why am I still single in my slippers? I wasn't single for long. I'll have you know that. <laughs> so you're saying girls got around you because you were wearing slippers. Got around me is a too graphic way no, like, to in, describe what know, was happening. Get around him. You know, like. <laughs> he was a big boy then, yeah. <laughs> That's not what I mean. No, I, I just mean they were interested. They were. I'll it's keep a it conversation. Simple. Well, there are so few things like that you can do. I mean, if I had like long nails, people would go, that's grotty. Or if I had, you He's know, grotty. a dressing gown, they'd go, he is a very sick man. <laughs> but yeah. slippers are just interesting enough for people to go, what's happening? So for yeah. people listening, they're a navy number and they Velcro. Oh, they Velcro in. I'm a, I'm a rip the straps. Oh, thank you. Oh, <laughs> Whoa. satisfaction itself. That's a good sound. What I want though, there's Gucci slippers. I saw them in a in a Ooh. guard the other day. Thousand dollar Gucci slippers. Thousand. Now, if I dropped a thousand dollars on slippers, would I still be copping flack for wearing them in? What else? Can, you know, this is the kind of things that you'd purchase with that if you had a heap of money. Yeah. Um, I'll get a thousand dollar pair of slippers, and maybe I'll just get four or five jet skis. I love it how you live with <laughs> yeah. your parents, and you're spending money on a thousand dollar pair of slippers. I'm fantasizing, but obviously, you know, I've read the secret, and if I envision it, it will come true. Hmm? You're killing it. Amelia, James and Hazy. This is Weekend Breakfast. But Amelia, you've brought a story in. Look, there's um, some research that's been released. And look, yes. let's be realistic. Thank you to research and science because they mm. often give us great things to talk about. Um, now, this research has revealed that full-time working mothers spend an additional 42 hours doing domestic duties, such as childcare, cooking and cleaning, and yet working fathers spend just 35 hours a week. Do you know how big a job it is to cook for James McCann? He demands a five-course meal every single night. I'm glad you went fancy instead of uh, morbidly obese there. (laughs) You could have gone with, there's a lot of deep frying to be done. (laughs) Mums are twice as likely as dads to work as unpaid taxi drivers. Mm -hmm. Um, taking children between playdates, medical appointments, and sports. Now, look, I don't have any kids, um, but in my house, Matt does a lot of the cooking. He's very good at it. Um, and I would say I do most of the tidying and laundry. I actually quite enjoy doing laundry. Really? I like taking care of clothes. What, ironing? Do you like ironing? No, no, I like making sure clothes actually, are washed Actually, we've discussed your love of steaming. I like yeah. steaming clothes. You're a steam clothes. fiend. You're a steamer. <laughs> um, in my household, I, do, I don't do a lot, I'll be honest. Tell Car- us, tell us all what you said to Cara the other day. All right. So just quickly, Cara does pretty much everything. Like she does, she does the cooking, she does the washing. Mm. I put things away, but nine times out of 10, I put them in the wrong spot. Yes. And that makes her a little bit You angry. don't know where it lives in the house. So the you other morning, learn. So other, the other morning, I just had a real jerk moment. It was like six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I woke up, Cara. I had the audacity to say to her, excuse me, um, is there no clean underwear in the house for me? And you can imagine yeah, the response. Like, you're practically okay. a 50s dad. Like, what was <laughs> yeah. it like in your house? 
Well, I mean, as we've discussed on the show, I'm currently with my parents. But, so but what it's do you a little do? unusual. Um, I, well, when I've lived alone with my girlfriend, which I will be doing again shortly, she does tend to do the lion's share. Hey, guys, share. it's a temporary living situation a temporary with living my parents. Temporary living situation with my parents. But no, when we're, <laughs> when we're living together, as we have done for a good long amount of time, uh, I tend to work more and she does more work around the house, which I don't feel great about. But also, you know, I don't make the rules about gender. I just enjoy them. That's I just fine. benefit as a, and here's the other thing not mentioned Sorry. in this story what? by the scientists. These women who are spending those seven extra hours driving their kids around and taking them, what about all the extra joy they get out of spending more time with their kids? Oh, gosh, yes. Why are we saying this is definitely a bad thing? It's not a bad thing. It's just a fact. There's no... It is a fact. Mm. I wonder... I mean, it, look, you'd, men should do more, but we are very stupid and weak. I really do believe that. Oh, yeah. Agenda. I couldn't. I couldn't survive by myself. I, I would, would literally our standards dissolve are into lower. nothing. There are things I don't see as a man. Dust everywhere. So we want to know. Thirteen, ten, sixty. Is this an accurate representation yeah. of your household? Is uh, this what happens? Are you doing the work? Is someone else doing the work in your household? Amelia, James, and Hazy. This is weekend breakfast. Hey, look. There is an article in the paper. It's about a survey, and mm-hmm. it says women are working eight days a week when you account. All the domestic duties like childcare, cooking and cleaning. And of course, we wouldn't say that women had broken space time and invented another day, but they're working the equivalent hours of if you were working a full-time job eight days a week. Outrageous. Mm. So we want to know what's happening in your house. 131060. Amanda from Blakeview, your thoughts? Um, well, I don't think... I do all the housework here, but I'm actually not working at the moment due to some medical issues. But... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when I was working full-time, my partner, oh, he would help every now and then with the washing and stuff, but I don't think that men really do much. Oh, yes. <laughs> One thing I will say, Amanda, though, do you agree with me that sometimes it's just easier to do it yourself because they absolutely. won't do a good job? Absolutely. And I think they do that on purpose because, yes. yeah, um, absolutely, I'd rather do everything myself. So, yeah. And, Amanda, slightly off topic, would you rather have a pizza or pyjamas? Um. Pajamas? <laughs> Done. Well, you might get that later in the show, as might everybody. Who's next? Sarah from uh, Tennyson, your thoughts? Good morning, guys. How are you going? Oh, very well. Thanks. Yourself? Thanks. So much for asking. I just want to ring up and tell you I've got the world's best husband. Oh. He helped out. It's a 50-50 between both of us. We've got two young children. Mm-hmm. He worked full-time. Being a mum is full-time and working part-time. And I really think it's... It's a two-way. Like, you've got to help out both ways. World's best husband is a high honour to bestow. How did, you, how did you negotiate that, Sarah? Is it just something that sort of happened? I just think it's training. Uh, training? <laughs> yes. <laughs> training, yeah, definitely. Like a man's definitely. a little dog for you to whip until he does what you tell him. <laughs> no, no. But I, I think, and it shouldn't be like, oh, you have to tell him to do it. Yeah. He, it's his house, his kids, he's responsible too. You know but I agree about that on the telling. Because I don't know what the heck to do unless I'm told. So to some extent, if we know what to do, we can do it. But if we don't know, we can't Delegate. Help. Lewis from Flagstaff Hill. Mate, I've heard that you're a very handy gentleman around the house. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't say that. We've got a bit of an agreement. Uh, you know, I'll do the bookkeeping and the, uh, the finance thing. She uh, keeps the house in order and uh, the food on the table. Except uh, I rolled in from work during the week and I've gone... Where's, where's my dinner? Yeah, got to rock it up the house. Yes. I've got to go very quickly. I can't blame that response. <laughs> now, when you say you do the finance and the paperwork, do you just mean you pay the utilities? I do everything, yeah. Mort- mortgage, utilities, you know, you know all, the, all the finance. I was going to say, just do the tax <laughs> once a year. Would and... you say that's a 50-50, Lewis? 
Oh, yeah, I'm working hard, you know, six days a week. So. Absolutely. Six days a week he's working, and all he asks is that his goddamn dinner come and get on the table. <laughs> Amelia, James and Hazy. This is Weekend Breakfast.